scouting the senior bowl wide receivers, Florida State's Johnny Wilson. Is he a wide receiver or is he a tight end? We're going to figure that all out. We're going to talk about that and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. And I got to kick this thing over at me. I'm a national scout and a uh, senior draft analyst, but I got to kick this intro over to Mr. LSU, my partner in crime, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man. Here to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL draft 24 365 Man, this is the dynamic duo that you tap in for everything NFL draft. Like we like to say, man, we talk everything college football. We talk everything NFL football. And what we say, it all starts with the NFL draft, man. So I want to say thank you to everybody who's tapping in for this podcast, man. I'm going to tell you right now, go ahead and hit the like button because this is going to be a great podcast. This is a Playmakers podcast, man. We are talking about Florida State's wide receiver slash tight end. We're about to get into the discussion of, is he a wide receiver? Is he a tight end? Then we're going to North Carolina, man. Taz Walker was suspended for the first month of this season, but came back and had a really good productive season for Drake Man of North Carolina Tar Heels. And then we finish this thing up with what a Hall of Famer's son, Brendan Rice, is coming up. We're talking about, man, does he have a Hall of Fame skill set? So everybody, stay tuned, man. We're about to have this great conversation. But before we get started, DP, why don't you hit him with our title sponsor? This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the code, all lowercase, LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Johnny Wilson from Florida State, listed at six foot seven, 230, 235 pounds on the season for Florida State, 41 receptions, 617 receiving yards, and two receiving touchdowns. That was what caught me slipping when I looked at his numbers. I was like, whoa, he only got two touchdowns on the season mm-hmm. at 6'7", 230, 235? Oh, no, that got to be a typo, but it wasn't two <laughs> touchdowns, you know? <laughs> but the question, Keith, I think the biggest question when you look at Johnny Wilson, before we get into what his game really brings, the strengths and weaknesses of it, when you look at him, do you think he's a do you think he can live at wide receiver in the NFL, NFL or do you think he's going to be a tight end? I think he can live at wide receiver in the NFL. And I, I think that he's agile enough. There's enough functional athleticism there. There's enough twitch there, especially for a six, 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 seven guy. I, I would be remiss to be DP to say that he moves on the same par or equal to some of these average athletically sticks three wide receivers, right? Like you're you're impressed with his six, seven, six, six, and his ability to move right at, at, at that height. So I think he can survive at the wide receiver position. Now, the question is, DP, and I'm going to flip this back on you, right? Is that the best position for him for his productiveness? And I want to, with this Senior Bowl series, DP, it's two conversations that I want to address for each prospect, right? It's 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 who they are as a prospect and what do we want to see 
at the senior bowl from them, right? And I think that's very important. So I'm going to ask you, um, who do you believe Johnny Wilson is as a prospect, right? He's a wide receiver, tight end. And then we're going to talk about what do we want to see from him at the senior bowl. Man, I – Keith, I think he's a, I think he's a wide receiver. Uh, everything you said is, is is correct in that in that sense of, I'm watching a guy that can sink his hips when he wants to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who has the 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 looseness in the in the knees, the ankle flexion, different thing, all those different scouting terms you look for. Uh, you know, for certain positions and different movement skills, but he's got polish to him. He's got just a smoothness to his game that you don't expect to see from a guy of his stature. Typically, big six, 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 seven, even six, five. You you expect to see a lot more tightness because of how their body composition is. That's not the case with Johnny Wilson. So I do think that he can play play wide receiver in the NFL. But I'd say, if in terms of where he could be best utilized, I think it could be tight end. Now we got to see him actually line up there, and that's what we want to see at the Senior Bowl because. We talked about. We know Jim Nagy, his staff, the coaches. They tip. They put players in positions that we can see kind of the multifaceted look through a multifaceted lens. And I think that's going to be a big thing for him because if Johnny Wilson can go out there and take those snaps, hand in the dirt as a traditional wide tight end and block well enough, that's when you kind of feel like okay, a team says, you know what? Yeah, Brock Bowers is tight end one. But if I put this kid as a as, as a true tight end, right? Because you know you already know he can split out wide, he can split into the slot, he can detach from the line as a number three from the line of scrimmage. He can do all those different things because he's a wide receiver right now. If you get give me that package as a tight end, man, that's something scary for a defense to have to deal with, Keith. Because also those strides, those long strides. You think about turn you think about throwing zone at a quarterback. You got Johnny Wilson as one of your tight ends, hybrid wide receivers. When he comes across and he whips and, and curls around the backside of a of a hook defender, right? You immediately notice that he's in the void. That's mm-hmm. six, baby. You know he's in the void, so you immediately can get the ball to him and allow. He makes tough contested catches. I believe it was against Clemson when I was watching the Clemson tape. And Jordan Travis isn't the most accurate quarterback, but it was clear, you know, clearly a drop off when he wasn't there. But Jordan Travis threw a couple passes to him where he just trusted Johnny Wilson to do something. You know what I mean? Across the middle, down the field, and you just see him, bodies going one direction. He's kind of leaning back, snatching the ball from a defender. And I'm like, this is the type of stuff that you can't teach, man. Yeah, Bodies and hands, can't teach that. No, he's 6'7", it was 6'6", 6'7", whatever you want to call it, right? And he plays like it, right? Like, he's not a guy that you look at it and you're like, you know what? This is somewhat disappointing. Like you said, like, the, the catch radius, I feel as though he utilizes his entire catch radius, right? Like, if you throw it in his area, you best believe that if he doesn't come down with it, he's going to get a hand on it, right, yep. in an attempt to come down with it. So he is kind of that security blanket. And you think about the young quarterbacks that's in the NFL, right, that's trying to make that next step, right, and you're trying to need some easy throws or potentially those one-on-one throws. And it's like, you know what, let me get this guy a shot. DP, I do want to see him. I hope that the practice for him is split, right? I hope that it's mm-hmm. two days at wide receiver, two days at tight end, and then we're able to make a a, a good 
synopsis of his game, right? Because the thing, what I want to see is I want to see him in one-on-ones in press, right, as a wide receiver, and I want to see how he's going to get off the line of scrimmage. I want to see how much does he use his physicality because I think of – when you think of wide receivers, and he's bigger than these guys, right? But I think of, like, the Elshon El Jeffries, right, mm-hmm. and those big those big boys that just went up vertical and got it, but they also use their body to shield defenders away from the football, and that's what Johnny Wilson does. So I want to see if we can use him – in those type of situations, right, that he has that that just flat-out nastiness to him to where, you know what, even if you throw this backside and I'm the XY receiver and you throw this one-on-one football, I'm going to go get it. Don't worry about it, right? Like we talked yeah. about those those got-to-have-it-downs on third and five, right, where everybody knows I'm running a quick slant and I run that slant and I come down with the football. So that's what I want to see. I've seen some of it at Florida State. Just want to see, obviously, against more consistent-level competition and higher-level competition. And then at tight end, DP, is just – I don't – are you concerned about blocking, right? Like, do yeah. you want to see him block or the positioning you're going to ask him to be in as a tight end, you're not going to ask him to do that anyway? That, that would be my question to wrap up. I, I, think, it, I think it depends because, like, I, I do want to see him block. So I want to see if there's, like – room for improvement like if it's is it is it some more of like technique like hand placement running your feet stuff like that if a you know you on the outside that 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 defensive end is shaded inside you ram the shoulder and get your hands fit into his rib cage and, and, and do you have the functional strength to stall him out right there and allow the running back whether it's zone or if it's a you know a situation where the running back's pressing between the tackles, but he sees that it's a soft edge and he can bounce it outside off of your block. I want to see can you do those things, right? Or if it's a well, you're probably gonna be more Darren Waller, Jimmy Grammish, right? Like in terms of you're gonna be that big receiving threat. And I'm not worried about you blocking nearly as much because the Saints didn't care about Jimmy Graham blocking, right? Yeah, and- they were like, Listen, this is a big basketball guy. Let's go ahead and let him have 1200 yards, 15 touchdowns. We're not worried about you running blocking, big fella. And and even after that, you're talking about the Saints. Even when they had Jared Cook, Jared Cook is not no, yep. he's not going to the Hall of Fame, but he never got a Pro Bowl vote for blocking. That is not his no. thing. So that's what I wanted to ask. If you, Travis if Kelsey matters. isn't the best blocker either. Like he's right. he's adequate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's not Gronk. He ain't George Kittle. Where they out there yeah. b- bully balling cats. But Keith, I think for me, I think the other thing that I like just what I really want to see as well. Like you talked about it. Because for me, it's like with Johnny Wilson, I just want to see him also because he he did struggle a little bit in contested catch situations this year. Um, I wanted to see him fight through some of that contact on a consistent basis. Like the like Nate Wiggins back to back years, and that's why Nate Wiggins is almost a top fifteen lock for a lot of scouts. Nate Wiggins had his success against him, right? And Nate Wiggins six two. So you think about okay, guys trying to be physical with you in the stem, staying in, in the hip pocket, and they have the long arms as well. The Jalen Ramsey's, Xavier Howard's of the world, those guys that can go up and make a play. So I'll be interested to just see how he handles the physicality when he is in those one on one situations, whether at a t- as the tight end or as a receiver. Yep, well, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you, DP. Let's check out Johnny Wilson. We're going to see. You know we're going to give our results, right? We're going to be there. We're going to be live. We're going to give our results, come back, and tell you guys exactly how we feel. We're going to answer that question, right? But, DP, next up, man, we're going to North Carolina, man, and we're going to talk about North Carolina wide receiver Terrence Walker, man. There's a lot of conversation about this guy being a blazer, getting vertical upfield, big play type of wide receiver, but we're going to let you know what we think about it. So stay tuned. Coming up next. The new year is almost here, and the weather continues to get colder. But the NFL offer stays hot 
on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Guys, right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, I always tell you, stop thinking, number one, start to do it and put some action to it, okay? But secondly, there's no better time or place to get in on the action, all right? Their app is easy, super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much, so much more. So, guys, go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and continue to kick off the NFL season. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to continue to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. North Carolina wide receiver Devontae Tez Walker. He's listed at 6'2", 200 pounds. He didn't play until week six of the season, and that offense desperately needed his size, speed, athleticism, right, with Drake May. And, you know, Tez Walker caught 41 receptions, almost 700 yards, and seven receiving touchdowns on the season. And when you look at it, you look at his game, you see a guy that is going to be able to win the vertical plane. Like, he's a speed guy. Uh, you know, really, like, his battle, when North Carolina played um, Clemson, we talked about Ooh. it with in the last segment, that matchup with him and Nate Wiggins, like, Tez Walker and Nate Wiggins, that was a, almost like a heavyweight little fight there, man. Like, those guys were going just, you know, battle for battle, man, round for round with one another. And, and Keith, I, I was impressed with his ability to stack vertically, you know, track the ball well, you know, see it over the shoulder, reliable hands, right? He can run a dip, like, especially, I think he's, the thing for me is, I think he's a better deep ball route runner than he is in the intermediate and underneath. So I don't think he's a, Quick game route runner, you know what I mean? Because he's very. And you tell me how you how when you watch him, what you felt about him. When I watch Tez, I like him, but Tez is a short to intermediate route runner. He's very high hip, high shouldered, very high cut as a route runner. Where it's hard to sell the break point when you're running tall. You know what I mean? So it's like you don't, you know, he he doesn't like we talk about Johnny Wilson sinking the hips and chopping and breaking. You don't see he rounds a lot of routes. Mm -hmm. So it's like against, you know, the DBs that we expect to see at the senior bowl, man, those one-on-ones for, for Tez is going to be important because you can you separate and show that, that separation consistently and not just a vertical game that, hey, I could outrun a guy, I could track the ball, I can go play the ball, but can you snap and break at the at the uh, catch point or at the uh, breaking point of your routes when you need to to create that separation especially working from the outside into the middle of the field. Yeah, uh, so you talked about the who, right? And and I agree, right? I, I think that when I watched Tez, I did see a guy that can win vertical. Um, I seen a guy that if he can get 20 yards down the field, then he can get to 40, 50 yards down the field, mm -hmm. right? And I, I, I'm trying to explain that in the right way, right? Like the, the first 10 to 15 is the, the struggle, right? After 20, he's okay. He's able to roll and, and, and he, he can separate vertically. Um, But you fl flip that on the other side, DP, then you're talking about a potentially limited route tree, right? So that's what I want to see. And I agree with you. The short to intermediate stuff, well, the stuff where you would think he's a guy listed as 6'2", what, 190 pounds, right? You would think that he would be a lot more nimble and, and fluid in his movements and be able to sink his hips, but I didn't necessarily see that. And obviously he's coming from a smaller school. So my question would be, 
is there development to be had there, right? As far as him as a route runner, because I would like to place him as, oh, okay, this is my wide receiver two slash three, right? But if you have this sole skill set, it doesn't matter if you're six two or five eight, right? If you're just a guy that only can run vertical, then you're probably looking at my wide receiver four in some situations, right? And 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 we know this that I, I watched the Clemson game also, DP. And what I don't want is once we get into the NFL and teams are watching you and they're saying, okay, whoever my number one corner is, just go ahead and press that guy. Whoever my yeah. number two corner is, just go ahead and press him and, and, and get in his face some, right? And then we'll be able to kind of take him or, or limit limit his ability. Um, So I, I flip this and then I go to the senior bowl and what do I want to see? I would like one-on-ones. I, I want, that's what I want to see. I want to see you in press man situations, one-on-ones. But I also, the other thing I want to see DP is how does he track the ball? Right, like what, what are his ball skills looking over his shoulder, being able to turn and adjust his football, being able to contort his body in certain situations? Because I think in the Clemson game, I, I can't remember if he was lined up at the number two or the number one position, but it was almost like a slot fade, I think, was thrown to him. I can't remember. And he had an opportunity to kind of track it in the end zone. And I don't I don't think he did, right? And and so and the defender was able to get back in phase and break the play up. But when we're talking about being, you know, we talked about the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Need that number three wide receiver. I need you to make those type of plays because mm-hmm. you're gonna have one-on-ones because of AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. I need you to make those type of plays, those one-on-one plays. So that Devontae, it was a Taz Walker. It was an interesting watch for me. And I, he he's a guy that it's like, okay, we get to the senior bowl. I'm going to have to put my scouting hat on, right? And, and really kind of nail this one down because the potential is there, right? You're talking about being yeah. an explosive vertical threat, but then you know there's still a whole lot more to see. So we talk about the senior bowl being in position to kind of, you know, reveal some of those things. I thought I thought it was definitely necessary. No, 100%. And it's crazy because it's like he – I think because I've, I've, I've really, you know, in terms of learning from previous drafts, I always think about like, all right, now I look at, okay, what does it look like when it goes well? And then what does it look like if it doesn't go well? So you think about him being a very, very talented vertical receiver. But what if you play in cover three, in the, uh, a defense that plays predominantly cover three in the league, right? You play in the Jets where Sauce Gardner is press bailing out of there. His, he is bail teching out of there to where I'm not giving up anything deep. So if you're not a great so, short to intermediate route runner, like it could limit what you're able what? to do. Yeah, yeah. Even cover three or cover four, right? Where they, yeah, they just simply they, they're putting a the roof on top of it. I have a question, DP. I have is a twofold question. What round do you kind of see him at right now? And then my other question would be an NFL comp, if you have one. I think right now in this wide receiver class, especially round three at the earliest, right now. Um, for me, I think round three, he, unfortunately he missed four to five games due to the NCAA, mm-hmm. just kind of doing nonsense. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, where they could have went ahead and, and given him the full season. So we could have seen him potentially progress in certain areas for a full length of the season. Right. He missed like a, over a month. So like we, he, that was a lot of football play that he didn't get to play. So uh, I think round third round right now is the earliest Comp, kind of North Carolina, but North Carolina, North Carolina. He he reminds me a lot of Deami Brown. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who's a wide receiver four for most of his career right now with the Washington Commanders, right? So that's where, like, I think that's where Tez has to improve where Deami didn't improve. 
where you just can't win the vertical ball. You got to mm. win the other stuff too, the quick game and everything else. You got to win that because if you don't win that, now you're just a deep ball play action specialist. Yeah. And what's the true value of that? It's not a first or a second round guy. Nah, and, and you know it's interesting, DP, because I sit there and I watch it, right? And he is very similar because he took a step up in play to Louisville's wide receiver, Jamari Thrash, right? To where you and, and that explains the level of competition aspect yeah. of this, right? Because I think um where Devontae's uh Devontae's was at, and then Jamari Thrash, right, being at a lower level guy, you've seen them dominate in all facets, right? But then they take a step up, right, for a year, and then now you see certain elements of their game get eliminated, and then you see them kind of become uh more solitaire in what they're doing, right? Like it's, it's they, they have to operate in a box. So, yeah, I, I'm excited, honestly, to bring up both of those guys, right? Both of those guys that made steps up from small schools to big schools, and then now they have to transition to the senior boats where the step in competition is even higher. So I'm excited about that. We're going to get this thing going. But, DP, listen, man, we talk champ talk on here, right? We talk a whole lot of championship-level content on this. But, DP, this is next level. We're not talking about championship. We're talking about Hall of Fame content, man. We are getting it, too. Jerry Rice's son, Brendan Rice, man. We're going to give you a breakdown on who he is. He's not talked about a lot, right? Obviously, being a USC, this big shadows of the Heisman winner. Nobody's talking about him a lot. But we're about to get into the conversation of who is Brendan Rice, the son of Hall of Famer Jerry Rice. After you have eaten the pizza, the wings, drinking your soda, eating your burgers and chips and all the different things that you typically indulge in on game day, your watch party favorites, why not get some dessert, guys? Listen, I live in the Greenville County area of South Carolina. One of my favorite dessert spots is the Cheesecake Factory. And I'm telling you now, you can get delivered right to your front door via DoorDash, okay? DoorDash will drop it right to your front door, and you can have that, guys. You can have it before kickoff of the next game, after your favorite team wins, right? You're looking for the next game. You can have it dropped off between it. You don't have to worry about leaving during halftime or doing anything crazy like that. You truly... And I mean that you truly can have it delivered right to your front door. So score on football seasons, best deals, you know, with even with the grocery stores, restaurants, retail, everything with DoorDash. They'll do all of this for you and bring it to your front door. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order, order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. Brendan Rice, wide receiver from... USC, the son of Jerry Rice, as Keith said, list guys, he's listed at six foot three, 210 pounds. He looks like an NFL wide receiver. And on the season, Brendan Rice, 45 receptions, 791 receiving yards, 12 total receiving touchdowns. So he had a productive year. But it was when you look at the game log, it was a little inconsistent. Whereas, like, you got 100 yards here, then maybe you have 40 yards next game. And then you got mm -hmm. 75 here, and then you got 20 yards the next game. It was very inconsistent and weird. Um, and some of it, you know, you can tie to the improvisational skills of his quarterback, Caleb Williams, and everything. But, man, when I, when I turned on the tape, Keith, and I watched Brendan Rice, the son of Jerry Rice, former San Francisco 49er Hall of Famer, you know, the GOAT in a lot of people's eyes, I said, okay, I feel like he's one of the more – underrated wide receivers in this class like to have that six foot three six two six three two hundred and five two hundred ten pound frame i saw body control i saw decent speed right the wind the go vertical uh, i saw the ability to work with the back shoulder and also like he has a nice little bag a nice little variety of releases 
mm-hmm. one step jabs, the skip walk re- walk release on to free up the the slants, kind of little diamond cut here and there. Like you see some good sharp footwork with him in and out of breaks. Uh, I liked his zone awareness as well to be able to get into those soft spots, into those creases and those voids of the zone. Uh, I think he's got good hands as well. Uh, I think he, I, from from what I watched, I saw a guy that could absolutely be a wide receiver too in the NFL, right? The body, the, the, the body type. I think what I really liked about him was his ability to sell double moves, right? You know what I mean? Talking about out and ups, slanting goals or sluggos, different things like that. He got a couple deep balls off of those routes alone this year where you look and you see you're watching Caleb Williams, the ball leaves his hand. And by the time it reaches Brendan Rice, he's got about five, six yards of separation down the field. So I think he's a I think he's an underrated wide receiver in this in this class. I will say the thing I want to see him kind of get better at, and what I also what I really appreciate him. Like I think, uh, especially with the influx of athletic improvisational quarterbacks in the NFL, they'll love this young man because of the fact that he always kept his eyes on Caleb Williams because he knows his quarterback. He's like Caleb ain't sitting in the pocket for 15 seconds. Caleb's gonna spin out of that bad boy, go somewhere, run back the other way. Even if he's open initially on his route, he always entered the scramble drill with his quarterback and found and basically got open again. Got open the second time where Caleb was there, especially in the in the high red zone where you think about in cuts, posts, stuff like that. Second reaction opportunities, he was always available, man. So I and I think I have like a and I hope he's more consistent than this guy. He reminds me of Gabe Davis. You know what I'm saying? Body type, speed down the field. But you want to see that game-to-game consistency. I don't want to just 170 yards one game and then 40 yards the next. So I was going to go with, and people throw this, I feel like he gets talked about a lot. I was going to go Tyler Boyd um, mm-hmm. for an NFL comp. I just see the both 6'2"-ish. Um, they both, you know, that that short to intermediate stuff they thrive yeah. at. Um, you know, they they appear to have the long arms, detailed wide receivers, right? Because they understand that they're not the most athletically gifted guys, like they're not just gonna line up and then just run straight past you. So they work on the details of their game. Right now, you don't know if they're ever gonna be a wide receiver one, right? And wide receiver two is in moments, right? But if they're a wide receiver threes, as you feel like you may potentially have one of the better wide receiver cores. In, in the NFL, right? And that's how I feel about Brendan Rice. If he's your wide receiver three, you probably have one of the better wide receiver cores in the NFL. But not only that, DP, I agree with everything you said, that the elevation of potentially him making it to the wide receiver two and being consistently productive is there because you see a guy that, and it's funny that we just talked about Tez Walker, right? I think they're total opposites, right? As far as Tez is the vertical guy going to run, you know, long stride, stuff like that. Brendan is going to win in the short to intermediate game because he's going to win off a of detail right route running and IQ right understanding it. Then also, I, I feel like he has good hands right. Like he's a he's a sure hands catcher. And obviously, we're talking about Jerry Rice's son. So he's been catching footballs probably since the day he was born. But man, a, a talented guy. What I want to see at the Senior Bowl that's the that's the question, right? I want to see him and how he handles cornerbacks that are clearly more athletic than him. And I want to see if his IQ wins out right in those situations, because that will be for me, DP, a determinant if he can be a wide receiver too, right? Because mm-hmm. I think Brendan is a good athlete. Now, if he's a great athlete, who knows, right? And everybody's gonna say Jerry, well, Jerry Rice ran a four-six. That that that's correct. He did, you know, that's what people said at that time, right? There was no NFL network film in the 40s. But 
you know, that, that that's what they say, that he ran a 4-6. So I want to see this, though, that if he can, obviously, whatever he runs, but the, the athletically superior wide receivers, he can beat them, right? Beat them consistently in press man situations, in off coverage, right? And be able to beat them vertical also, but just the IQ part of it. Because he did have a big touchdown throw against UCLA where he just the ball beautifully right just over the shoulder be able to track it and that's something where it's like you know what if you can do that then the quarterback will give you a shot right I could see Kyler Murray throwing a deep ball to him and saying you know what I trust that guy to make a player and we've seen it with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles right when they threw the ball to Quez Watkins right it was just like a I don't know if I'd have gave that guy that opportunity right like that that's an AJ Brown and Devontae Smith football but you want to see if Brendan Rice one of those guys like look if you're not going to separate I can still get you the ball vertically because I know that you're going to come down with it or nobody's going to come down with it, right? And I think that's the situation I want to see with Brendan Rice, man. Just see him work and see how like how explosive or how quick he is on working in those confined and condensed spaces. No, I, I like that, Keith, and I, and I agree with you. Um, I think another name that came to mind was mm-hmm. uh, you know kind of a little – not not way back name, but Brandon LaFell, similar build and size, mm-hmm. a guy mm-hmm. that played inside and out, and we really saw uh, – uh, uh, LSU guy. Yep, LSU guy, right? Yep, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> LSU guy, he played, he spent some time early in Cam's career with the Panthers before you know the the, the GM let all pa- all Cam's receivers walk that second yeah. year that offseason. Um, you know what I'm saying? That he went to New England where he won the Super Bowl when they beat the Seattle Seahawks, if I remember correctly. I think he was on that team and he was a yeah, like eight, nine hundred yards receiving that year. He was in that wide receiver two, wide receiver three. I yeah, he, like, he he had a good, a nice little run with the Patriots. Like he he was a guy that 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 uh yeah that that year 2014 74 receptions 953 yards and seven touchdowns. LaFell like was a, a integral part to that Tom Brady led offense. But I think that Brendan Rice is I think he's a little more fluid and maybe a little bit more explosive as an athlete than Brandon LaFell. But just kind of similar games. LaFell won a lot on the details, route running, stem work breaking in and out of uh, getting in and out of his breaks. But also if he did, when he won vertically, he, it was more nuanced, right? The release package, moving guys off the spot, winning quickly at the line and then stacking guys. So you can optimize your ability to win, to stack and get vertical. So I think that's going to be what I'm looking for from Brendan Rice is kind of show me that you, show, you, show me you, your daddy's son, right? Show me you, mm-hmm. you, that you Jerry Rice's son in terms of, I want to see some of that nuance when you do get against those athletic guys. And they said, man, I can run with you. I'm going to get up on the line because I'm not afraid of your speed. And now you have the alterations to your, to your tempo, the pacing of your stems and your routes and your releases to where you can kind of throw those guys off their game and be able to still create separation and maybe get a little bit of oohs and ahs from the crowd. Yeah, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. So we'll be able to check Brendan out, right, man? Check him out at the scene. But with DP, that wraps up Hall of Fame episode, man. We'll go a Hall of Fame episode, man, of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, man. We are your dynamic duo. I am Keith Sanchez, man. You can find me on X at the D Talent Code. That is DP Damian Parson, man. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL, man. I want to say shout out to our everydays. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day, man. I told you hit the like button at the top of the show. If you haven't hit the like button, go ahead and hit it now, man. If you was waiting for us to talk about the content, go ahead and hit the like button now. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. This YouTube channel is growing. It's one of the fastest growing YouTube channels out there. And I want to say I appreciate everybody for tapping in, man. And then go ahead and comment, man. If there's something else y'all want us to talk about, if there's a, a 
another player committed to the senior board that you want us to talk about, go ahead and drop that name in the comments, man. But I want to say shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day. And like we always like to say, man, y'all talk to us because we like to talk back. Go and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. Tomorrow, we have rookie spotlight for week 16 in the NFL. We have some this or that offense and defense putting two prospects against each other. Who would we rather have? We're going to have all those conversations on tomorrow. So, so come and join again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.